Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Illustration Department Podcast. My name is Giuseppe Castellano. In this podcast, I talk to folks in illustration, graphic design, publishing, animation, and other creative fields about their beginnings, their successes, and the bumps and bruises they've experienced along the way. In this episode, my guest is illustration agent and founder of Alan Lynch Artists, Alan Lynch. With the advent of AI-generated imagery, some in the illustration community say this is the end for illustrators. Alan has another view, because he has seen this before. Among other topics, Alan and I talk about his decades-long career as an agent and what has and hasn't changed for him over that time. We both explain why conversations around AI-generated art sound very familiar and how that might be good news for illustrators. And Alan tells us why he believes the negative reputation agents have is unfair for the most part. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Your name gets mentioned a lot. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of illustrators on a day-to-day basis, and uh, we talk about agents, and uh, yeah. your, name, your name comes up on a regular basis. So I'm like, you oh, know what? I need, to, I need to talk to Adam. <laughs> well, I'm I'm both um, impressed and also scared about that notion <laughs> that uh, <laughs> my name is mentioned a lot. All but, good um, things. All good things. All good things, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if, if I understand correctly, you started Alan Lynch Artists in 1990. Is that right? That sounds about right. Yes. What were you doing before? I I worked in London with a uh, got a, a job with an agency that was called Young Artists at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I wanted to be an illustrator, but also just was fascinated by the business generally. So I sort of uh, started life as a rep slash wanting to be an illustrator mm-hmm. uh, so i worked in london for about th- for about three years i think and um it, i i really liked the agency it was really a, a fun job i met my my wife uh, in england at the time she uh, was the editor at heavy metal magazine in new york mm. um and uh, we kind of uh, on one of my visits over to New York, we were trying to figure out how do we how do we make this work for us, you know? Um, and one of uh, my associates, Alison Eldred, a young artist, had been coming to, to New York to procure some business from publishers mostly um, on a sort of like a yearly or maybe maybe twice a year she might try and make it over. So um, my wife, Julie, and I sort of hatched a plan that wouldn't it be, it'd be great if I could move to New York and... Um, set up a you know a, a New York office for them. So um, it's you know I mean it's a back of a napkin kind of plan that we sort of hatched to a certain degree, um, and it sort of worked. We we, we kind of uh, proposed it and they agreed to it. And uh, uh, young artists at the time were you know probably one of the leading agencies in London for illustrators. And through that connection, I also then uh, hooked up with. Um, Rafa Martinez at Norma Editorial, who who are based in Barcelona, Spain. And uh, they had some interesting illustrators. They were working with heavy metal for a couple of comic book artists, but they had other artists as well and that were wanting to get into the, to what at the time was essentially 95% book jacket art, really, is what it was. And um, so they had some good talent. And so between the two of them, I was able to make an agency work. And then by, by the time I got to close to 1990, I also had my own artist roster that I put together that were 
some of them were, were international, but some of them were based in the States as well. And so at the end of the day, that's when my agency started. But essentially, it was a collective of, of uh, a few agencies coming together under my umbrella, if you right. if you follow that sort of sure. connection. And, and sort of that's where we sort of uh, all came together. Procure business. So back in the yeah. 90s, you <laughs> procured business in one way. Today, yeah. I'm guessing here that you're procuring business in a completely different way uh yes i think that's that's probably true in, in the larger broader strokes that's for sure but when you sort of peel away the the, the veneer is essentially the same sort of business it right. comes down to the same sort hunting of things, art but, directors yeah exactly it's just a different methodology that you apply to to how the business works um I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've, you've had this conversation with many people uh, of my vintage. There's, there's different, uh, you know, the different eras that changed, uh, well, eras of technology that just changed the business entirely. I mean, right. not just our business, but, but you know, lots of other businesses too. But I mean, even just the, the advent of FedEx, I mean, FedEx was a huge thing for us, you know, in, in, in terms of just, you know, shipping artwork back and forth was, mm -hmm. was fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, all the digital age, I mean, that's just changed things exponentially. I mean, you, you I mean, I, I'm not sure when you came into the business, but, um, you know, the, the, the days of pasting, you know, on pasteboards and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I mean, that's that that was an era ago i came in right right at the tail end of that like i that's knew how to work end. i knew how to work a wax machine okay mm -hmm. <laughs> right but you you kind of liked it when you didn't have to do that anymore oh, so um it was fun but yeah <laughs> uh so that just changed the way that that we as you know in, in our business just the way it worked right did you worry at all? Like when, when the internet came around and social media and stuff, were you just like, well, we're, we're done. I mean, why, why would I, art directors go to me and why can't they could just yeah. go to the internet? Yeah. You know, that, that, that might've been true, but I, I, I think that it was a, maybe a, a panic that was, didn't really come true in, in that sense. I mean, mm -hmm. I think there, there was a, you could, you could have painted a dark picture about how how things might have changed and to a certain degree though those things did come to pass i mean you know that the proliferation of stock art for example stock imagery um, as it applies to publishing was a big game changer for us and, right. and it was never never something that illustration could get their arms around in terms of stock art it was just it, it, it got away from us pretty quickly i think I mean, in photography, for whatever reason, it seems to be a better model. It works very well for photographers and, and has done for years prior to, to that advent. But for mm -hmm. illustrators, stock art was a, and remains, you know, in our business, in publishing particularly, just a killer for us. Uh, you know, uh, the, the ability for a designer, art director designer, to put together, shall we say, a book cover mm -hmm. um, on, a, on, a, on a limited a budget uh, principally by using stock art that, that's accessible to them <laughs> you know we're a very narrow rights they can use it right. not much money spent no. um and and you know and whether it's that good or not is sort of besides the uh, mm -hmm. question it's just it's a cover it's put together and quite frankly that's 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 food off the table uh, as far yeah, as illustrators sure. are concerned um and they've never been able to and, and agencies too or agents have never been able to really make that stock illustration thing work 
to, to be really truly beneficial to their to their career mm-hmm. uh, in terms of financial career. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, we did sell rights occasionally. You know, second rights, European, da da da. You know, and and it adds up, but it's a very small sliver of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I, I'd imagine, I don't know, but I'd imagine if you're if you're a, a good uh, uh, photographic agency, you're you're making good money on stock uh, stock imagery. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, when I worked at Penguin, we had access to several stock photography sites and illustration sites. They were right. we had corporate accounts, so yeah. we didn't have to. I mean, it, the money was coming out of you know the corporate coffers, not necessarily from our own pockets. So we could we yeah. had free reign from our right. from our perspective. Um, yeah, thankfully we didn't really do a lot of it because it just it was easier to hire an illustrator, honestly. Yeah. Instead of like sifting through the hundreds and thousands of images and trying to piece together like, well, I could use this and then add this and try yeah. that. And does this all look correct together? No, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, whatever. I'll just hire an illustrator. And we had the budget, so we were able to do that. Yeah. Um, these days, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a panic that I feel, just like you said, the internet caused a panic that didn't really come true. Uh, services like Fiverr and also AI-generated art. I think mm. a lot of folks, particularly on the internet, yeah. particularly on Twitter, are freaking the fuck out. Freaking the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. You know, I, I, I'm going to say that I haven't invested um, a lot of time looking into this, but but yes, anecdotally from from several illustrators I've talked to, my own illustrators, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're kind of like. This could be a game changer uh, if, if it's if it's uh, leveraged in a certain way, in, in a negative way to them for their for their creativity. I mean, yeah, they look at it as illustration and think, well, how can I, how can I, you know, get in on this and make this work for me? It's the same with any of these three D programs. What you know, mm-hmm. to, to to get good at it, to make it, my work better and make it more. Um, proficient, make it make my production uh, better, mm-hmm. uh, and raise the whole, raise my bar, raise my game. But this AI thing, the journey thing, you know, I, that's a whole new animal in terms of the the uh, accessibility for, well, shall we say, non professionals, uh, or at least people who, you know, don't make a living. Um, in, in our business, um, to be able to create create something out of almost nothing is it, it, with just keywords and just I, it, it, the whole notion is a it's scary. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, I, I we'll see. I, I guess. Yeah. Um, right now, I I uh, I don't know if this is naivete or just you know blind optimism. I don't think it is, but I don't see it replacing illustration at all i really don't yeah particularly if you're talking about narrative art i mean i know there's some mm. some jackass who made a graphic novel and using using it entirely and and uh yeah but is it any good is the question yeah. and um so hopefully the market yeah. will uh help the illustration community in that way you know mm. like mm. illustrations that are generated that way uh, for editorial or for books or for whatever mm. I mean, if the consumer doesn't like how it looks, or yeah, yeah, they don't buy it, then you know you, you you'll see these you'll see these folks crawling back to illustrators. But I, yeah. I just don't even think it's going to even get to that point. I really don't. I, it, wow. it just there's a there's a completely 
one giant thing I think everyone is ignoring is a couple keywords is not the same as dialogue with an artist. Yeah. You can't just go in and say, I want this face and, or the, you know, this person doing this thing in this background. There are so many other uh, elements of an illustration that makes an illustration great or makes an illustration successful, effective. Right beyond keywords you know what i mean so i just i don't yeah. see it. i don't see it happening i i i also uh, the, i think it's also a parallel with with when photoshop became mm-hmm. very popular the, the the first you know software that really illustrators could actually you know harness this digital right. age oh, yeah, creativity mm-hmm. and there were yeah there are echoes of that and i think that it, you know I, I my takeaway from that period was that um there were a lot of people who thought uh, non-professional artists, shall we say, well, even some professional artists who thought that Photoshop was just the panacea, that it was just like, it was just going to make life so much easier. It's going to be just all about a couple of keystrokes right. and keystrokes, putting stuff in and generator. scanning stuff, mm-hmm. image generator, you know. And at the end of the day, what I think happened was, um, and, and this, you know, a lot of traditional illustrators at that time were panicking. That was a real panic, I think, uh, for, for real uh, traditional um, brush artists painters, illustrators, um, that they were just concerned that they the learning curve was so steep. Oh, my God, I'm never going to figure out this. You know, I've got to get this machine. I've got to get Photoshop. How am I going to do it? And it took traditional illustrators varying times to, to get their arms around it. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're a good artist, if you were a good illustrator mm-hmm. and you could you could understand and, and, and work with Photoshop, your Photoshop work became really good and became a reflection of your work. If you weren't a good illustrator to begin with, no matter how good you are at Photoshop, it's not going to make your creativity better, I think, for clients anyway, at the end right. of the day. so right. that, And I think this might be, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that might be a similarity. I think an echo is a good way of, of uh, describing yeah. it. It just feels it feels very reminiscent of of these of these moments right. over the past thirty years when people are like, oh, this is going to change illustration forever. This is going to change illustration forever. And it, yeah, it I don't know. Well, it, also it also it, it, inevitably I think and I hope that it, it ends up creating its own look. And I think that that you get sort of stuck in that a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, much like Photoshop did at, at that period, there was there was a sort of well, I would say it's almost probably a ten year period where you, you looked at a piece of work and you could tell you you could uh, and I could in the business you could tell that's Photoshop right away. That's just that's oh. a couple of you know oh, yeah. uh, scanned in uh, mm-hmm. uh, stock art. And I think that 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 sort of you know was a, was a problem for a while in our business and 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 people who make those decisions further up would begin to say, ah, you know what, they're all looking the same. They're all looking the same on the right. bookshelf or on the wherever they are. And, you know, and I think that might sort of happen with this too. If it, if it does get some traction in, in the creative community and, right. and it's applied commercially. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound at the same time, I don't want to sound like, you know, the car was invented and I'm the guy saying, oh yeah, no horses. <laughs> come on. Horses are right. Better. Come on. What are we talking about here? <laughs> but right now, right now, I all of the AI generated art that I have seen, half of it looks like really shitty Dave McKean ripoffs from the nineties. <laughs> and the other half, it's just like, yeah, that looks neat, but it's just a thing staring at the camera. There's no heart, there's no emotion, there's yeah. no movement, yeah. there's no feeling. It's all very technical 
And so it's like yeah. a very good undergrad art students work who isn't thinking anything who has neither storytelling mm -hmm. nor emotion in mind. They're like, look at me. I can do a portrait. Yes, you can. Nice job. <laughs> it's all very academic right now. Yeah. Yeah. None of it has any, I mean, and the camera angles are all completely eye level. Right. Right. So there's so much more to illustration than I think the whoever's, whoever's typing in the keystrokes don't seem to know shit about illustration at the moment. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't, I don't know. I think the panic right now, yeah. I get it, fully understand it. Yeah. And I'm not going to dismiss it. But yeah. right now I, I don't see it. I really don't. It also echoes a little bit just the, the you know, the, the world we're in in terms of, uh, you know, internet access that I, I guess began with, with blogging where, mm -hmm. you know, anybody could put together a blog and sort of make, you know, they became and, and thought of themselves as journalists, you know, and, and mm -hmm. could, could mm -hmm. write on any issue they wanted to. And, oh, yeah. uh, and that, you know, on the one hand, it's great, but... You know, getting back to our particular AI thing, it's just, it, I, I totally agree. It just right. has no heart. And uh, and, and going back to, if, if you're not trained and not a good illustrator, programs like that are just are not magic. They're not going to make you better. I mean, you, right. you, you're going to have to figure out how to, to make it work for you. Yeah. And um, so I'm hoping that at the end of the day, um, it will be, you know, a fad of some yeah. of some sort, and that people will will recognize that that's really not maybe that's not the thing we should be doing when we're coming to creating a commercial package that we want to be attractive, um, you know, to 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 our market. You know, it's very much like uh, virtual reality. You know, yeah. taking a walk through a field of flowers at dusk right. in real life <laughs> is one feeling. Doing that in yeah. your basement. While uh, yeah. you know, while being half nauseous, um, <laughs> having huge goggles on your face—that's a completely uh, yeah, different yeah. thing. No, my, my point, point, my starting point is: if you have to take Dramamine to do anything, then <laughs> I think it, 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 it's probably not going to end well, is it? There you go. Um, so you, so you review hundreds of portfolios from non-AI creators, and um, mm. every year. You said mm. the hard part of reviewing a portfolio is making a call on whether the work is, in your words, exceptional. Mm. What makes an illustrator's work exceptional? Oh, you know, that's a really hard... The, the, the short answer is I don't know. I mean... That's, it, that's the best I, answer. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, it's something that resonates when you see it. I mean, you're in a similar situation. You've seen tons of work come come across your desk or oh, yeah. your screen mm -hmm. and very very little of it is exceptional i mean you know mm -hmm. for my own purposes i yes i like to look at a lot of stuff and i never turn down looking at stuff but it, it's hard to define that quality that an illustrator has sometimes you see an illustrator that you think you know possibly if they went in this direction or they did a bit more of that or mm -hmm. they didn't do a bit didn't do that they might have that quality but uh i mean I'd, I'd hate to actually try to even define what what is an exceptional in an illustrator what is an unexceptional illustration well, like when you uh, when you look at a portfolio what causes you to yeah. leave their site what makes their um, work unremarkable well, it, 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 that that very defining term right there. If it, if it's unremarkable, if it says nothing to me that 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 is different, that mm -hmm. says, "Wow, I, you know," if, if someone is trying something new or 
um, uh, I don't. It, it, it doesn't matter what the style is or the subject matter. That that's almost irrelevant. It's just the actual end of the. You know, when, when you've got a portfolio and you see twelve pieces and you think, oh, ten of them are really remarkable and they they do stand out, then you know you're onto something. But so many uh, illustrators, unfortunately end up sort of looking the same and it's like a couple of clicks here a couple of clicks back the other way i mean it's 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 very samey and uh um you know and that goes a little bit back to to the digital mm -hmm. uh, aspect of how our, our business works because you know yeah they're, they're trying to create their own brushes but i don't know it just doesn't seem to be different enough and uh you could be really different but and you could be really good good and different mm -hmm. even exceptional and different but there may not be a market for that. There may not be somewhere for you to get work. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and and maybe illustration is not where you should be. Maybe it's fine arts. Maybe it's animation. Maybe it's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I'm. I mean, I tend to have a fairly broad view of things. But I'm I'm also looking at illustrators through my perspective of who do I work with? Who are my clients that that are looking at work and what are they looking for? So mm -hmm. I'm trying to look at it from my own individual response to an illustrator, but I'm trying to also look at it through another set of eyes that, that, that an, an art director or an editor or a publisher might be thinking about, right. will that work for them? You know, and so there's a, there's, you know, a number of moving parts in, in that sort of uh, conclusion that you come to. Yeah. This is, um, this is something I've been thinking about a lot over the past several months and um, having had several chats with folks on the podcast about I, I think an illustrator <clears throat> absolutely needs to pursue their own natural uh expression period they, in other words mm. be themselves i think that's good advice be yourself don't copy other people that's very good mm. advice however if you want to be a commercial artist if you want to be a working illustrator 100 percent of your approach can't be be yourself it can't be 90% of it, sure, maybe 80% of it, the rest of it, the remainder of that has to be some combination of does my work either fill a need, solve a problem, connect with someone emotionally, tell a story. Yeah. One or more of those four things. You can't just do your thing, create work <laughs> the way you want to create it. And that's advice that people share on the podcast all the time. It's, a, it's yeah. advice I've shared. Yeah. And, and yeah. of late, I don't know why, but of late, I've just, it, it's been really nagging on me, um, telling, just saying to an illustrator, oh, no, nah, no, nah, just, nah, don't worry about it. Just do your thing. Just draw however you want to draw, paint however you want to paint. It's cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a, but there's a very important, but here, Big you can but. quote me on that. Big, but, yeah. um, and, oh God, I just, I, I'm not going to say it out loud, the music yeah. lyric there, yeah. but, um, anyway, um, yeah. And I think that's important. So, so maybe think of it that way. Like ninety percent of your work should be you, and yeah. the ten percent should be what your work, where your work could go, and not literally, not like, yeah. well, my work is exactly this, and it could go exactly here. Just yeah. does it solve a problem? Does it tell a story? Does it connect with somebody emotionally? And does mm -hmm. it fill a need? Yeah, there's a, there's an interesting tension between all of those things, isn't there? And oh, yeah. and and great grades of it, the percentages of it, and. Uh, it, it, you know, and and there's always been that difficulty of of an illustrator. Some illustrators, especially when they're starting out, not perhaps understanding even the very nature of what the business they want to get into is. You know, right. it's commercial art. I mean, and it's commercial with a capital K. You know, you have to really 
you have to understand that, that you're trying to, you're going to be fulfilling briefs that are not generated by you. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be solving a problem that, 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 you know, you're, you've been hired to do and hopefully you're going to get well paid for it mm-hmm. um, or, or at the minimum, at least paid for it. Um, and you have to, uh, you know, you, you, you have to focus on that aspect of it and executing that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes illustrators get a little sort of precious about about their own work. And I, I, I kind of understand that. Um, but 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 they sort of then start to slide into the, you know, well, it doesn't really, you know, this job doesn't really reflect what I want to do. And, you know, then maybe you shouldn't be in our business. It, you know, that's a harsh way of looking at it. But there is a that's a reality. You know? Right. No, I know. I'd rather I'd rather talk in those terms than the opposite. Telling mm. everybody, everybody can do it. Everybody can yeah. be whatever they want to be. Like you have to have your finger finger on the pulse some how to some degree uh on on that market and i think yeah. what you and i are talking about a little bit we're talking about trends a little bit uh yeah. so i don't like i hate that word but i i think it it's uh just because i hate it doesn't mean it doesn't exist do, <laughs> do trends that's that's a life lesson do, do yeah. trends in illustration affect the way you run your agency or work with your artists that's a great, yeah. It's a great way of looking at it. I, 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 I'd like to think it doesn't. I, I, I like to think I, I don't perceive trends as a driver for for my selection of illustrators or, or where I'm going to take my illustrators. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a principle that that I sort of have, but it's not my. I mean, it's, it's been through through the people, these my associates that I work with, and other mm-hmm. agencies too, that we we used to have this sort of saying that we want an illustrator to, to be their own, create their own style and create their own identity and, mm-hmm. and be successful at that. Mm-hmm. We're not in the business of copying another successful illustration that's out there, you know, just because they're successful and we think, well, why don't we just have an illustrator just copy them? You know what, right. how simple would, how, how easy would that be? Isn't that, that's fantastic. I'm not saying we've never done that, but the times that we have even tried to do that, it really hasn't worked out. And 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 we came to the conclusion that it's really, you know, it's not it's not worth following those trends. It, it, it's it's you know, it, it's far more interesting to try and maybe create your own trend mm-hmm. um, or be on the vanguard of some sort of a trend rather than just sort of copying people. I think that's a bit of a sort of a non-starter for us. I think, and, sure. and I do subscribe to um, the, the theory that as a starting illustrator right out of college or maybe even in college that, that there is uh, I think a lot of benefit for copying artists whether you're a fine artist or, or an illustrator mm-hmm. and just actually working your craft working figuring out how these these guys do it you know mm-hmm. um, and, and then you know from that comes your own you know you generate your own your own style and your own look and and and, and you move on and upwards Yep. Um, but copying and sort of trying to trying to jump on a trend, I, I'm not not so keen on that. I'm not either. I, I don't like trends just because I don't think everyone thinks they know what the trend is and they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, how can you know? How can anyone know what a trend is? I mean, I was a I was a publishing I was an art director for almost 20 years in publishing, and uh, I never knew what the trend was in no. publishing in children's publishing no. 
you never know you never know the trend until and I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm not telling you anything you've, you've, you've not come across you never know the trend until the the uh, the buyer at Barnes and Noble tells your marketing department that yellow is not really working on this cover <laughs> and it's not ha- yellow it's not a good year for yellow and you know uh, yeah maybe we'll buy 5,000 copies but if this cover was green, you know, I think uh, we'd probably buy twenty thousand. That sort of thing happens, right? I mean, oh yes, it does. I don't. I'm not sure if that defines a trend, but it defines what happens when you're playing the trends, you know, and, exactly. and, and trying to to make that work. And oh, it's so myopic, though. Um, yeah, you know, trend where? Trend at Barnes and Noble? <laughs> trend in the United States? Yeah, North right. America? <laughs> are we talking about UK? Where where are we where yeah. where are we with these trends? Where are we? Yeah. Oh true. goodness. Uh you know, I, I, we, every Thursday night um, at 9 p.m. EDT or mm-hmm. EST, the illustration department hosted by me, we have a critique group. And I asked those folks um, for a few questions uh, for you. Oh, and right. we've, we've weaved some of those in already, but one of them was someone was asking about emails. Hmm. We have folks listening who are illustrators and they're like, okay, this is all sounding pretty neat. And, I might want to. Mm. I might want to email Alan. Mm. Yeah, again, I talk to a lot of illustrators, and and the the topic of emails comes up all the time. Rightfully so, yeah. it should. Um, but man, do they sweat about the email? Yeah. And I don't think anyone needs to sweat about their emails. I think they need to keep it really simple and break it yeah. down very simply. Just tell somebody about yourself, about your work, why you're re- reaching out to them. Done. Done. Yeah. Do you give a shit about what people say to you in your in the emails? Quite frankly, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the only the, the only thing that that um, will get my ears poked up if it's a if it's a personal reference of some sort that right. someone says, "Hey, you know, uh, Giuseppe says, take a look at this." That kind of thing. I will. That will. I will. I will. That will get my attention. That's not to say I don't read the emails because I, I do read the emails, yeah. but. You know, I completely subscribe to what you're saying. It's just, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to have that, you know, six paragraph letter of explanation yes. of either the work or the or the illustrator's career or, or whatever. Uh, that that's so not important at this stage and so secondary that I think that an illustrator sending an email to any agent or any art director for that matter, um, it should be it should be simple. It should be no more than two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Um, it should it should have a very simple structure, subject matter. Just you know, I I open all of the uh, inquiries I get from illustrators. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily respond to all of them. I respond to I like to think I respond to about eighty percent of them, mm-hmm. um, and I don't use any form letters. I always try and you know fashion something simple but a, a, a response of some sort mm-hmm. um but I, but I, I don't think that um you know more than two paragraphs who you are where you're from what you like here's my portfolio or, or my link to my website mm-hmm. or my instagram whatever um and pl- and, pl- and don't 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 send an attachment that's you know 56 megabytes you know <laughs> pdf I, you know i mean yep. that still happens i know that's hard to believe but that sort of still happens oh, i mean i, I, I no, no one's going to want to open up that thing you know so uh, keep it just simple you know include yeah. include a limited amount of imagery if you're going to make it have attachments but yeah let you know website instagram 
any of those links is it's it's so easy to do that mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying that our time is that precious but it, it is when you get a number of things coming in every day uh people wanting to look at your work you want to make it as simple for those people as possible and they click on a link bang yeah i like the work but it's not quite right oh this is really you know i'd like to see more i mean you don't need to be wading through 18 paragraphs of a CV and, and, and going it. through PDFs, you know, yep. it's not, that's not going to happen. Also, because... it saves their time is precious and illustrator's time is precious. Absolutely. You, don't, you don't have to spend a, lot of time, a whole lot of time on that email. Just keep it simple, yeah. rip it off and get back to doing some fun <laughs> art or something. Exactly. Um, exactly. You represent illustrators who work in publishing from children to adult design mm. advertising film licensing i think i know the answer to this but do you have illustrators who work in multiple fields simultaneously mm. to a certain degree okay. but their style is consistent um from from one to the other sure. um, but 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 not not to a not to a wide not to a wide degree um i mean i'm trying to sort of trying to think about an example or to zone into uh uh, even a genre where that I, I think you know like a fantasy um genre specifically mm-hmm. would an artist would be able to both do ya and adult trade um fantasy adjusting mm-hmm. content accordingly yep. um i think that that's a fairly common practice um with certain illustrators i i get this question a lot from illustrators you know they're like mm-hmm. well i, I want to do ya covers cool I also want to do picture books. Okay. And I want to do editorial. That's nice. But I can't blah, 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 blah. Or, but I was told that I shouldn't focus, I should only focus on one field. But, and there's yeah. always a but. And I'm, I tell them there is no but. Like, yeah, do all those things. Go for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. see why you can't create a picture book, provide art for some marketing material yeah. for a consumer product, and I, I don't know, to turn around a piece for a magazine. Why can't yeah. you do that if your art has that broader appeal? Yeah, I, I, I think there's, I would agree with that premise. I think it's a little bit <clears throat> harder to actually achieve that than it is to 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 sort of right. think about doing it. I think, yeah, I think that would be a great goal. I, I don't, I think that's perhaps where any illustrator would be in their happy, happy spot doing, mm-hmm. doing that if, they, if that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in terms of, I don't know, sort of crafting a career, I, I think um, I would go back to uh, back in the day when you would look at actual real portfolios. And, and it still happens to a certain extent today. But an illustrator is so eager to impress an art director or an agent or a, they'll show everything they do and yeah. they'll show every genre and every style and 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 they may be fantastic it may be actually quite good at, at mm-hmm. doing different styles but i don't want to see that that's not that's not working that's not going to help you right um it, you're only confusing your own marketplace rather than impressing people i mean yeah we can all say oh that looks great that you can do all that but that's not you know it's much more simpler to focus on one aspect of your of your career and your market and if you get to do if you're lucky enough to actually do picture books and actually make some sort of living from doing it, and if you think to yourself, you know what, my style, I I think I could do uh, I could do New Yorker covers or illustration for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. 
then yeah, then you should you should go after that as well. But but my I would counsel someone to really focus on on something and be good at it in one particular area, be comfortable at it and grow from that point uh, before you start kind of like, I mean, there's nothing more frustrating than you've got your hand in four different pies and none of them are kind of quite clicking the way you want them to click at all. I don't you know, want my pies to click. Gonna... <laughs> well, if your pies are clicking, then yeah. Maybe, That's a problem. Maybe... <laughs> That's when you need a drama mean, I think. Back yeah. again, you got to oh, get, uh, good Lord. Um, you know. And so, so, you know, I, because I, I can see that sometimes with illustrators, they get frustrated by that. They yeah. want to do more and more and different and different. And sometimes that's they're either just not ready for it or they're not there yet. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a number of reasons. Yeah, sure. After 30 years of being an agent, he said you were fully aware of the negative reputation agents have. You added, <laughs> quote, unfairly for the most part. For the most part. For the most part, yeah. Let's say that, that the most part means 90% of the time. That's for the most part, right? The, yeah. You know, the rep and the reputation is unfair and inaccurate, which I think is true. I want to yeah. hear about the remaining part. The ten percent, the negative reputation. So, why, for the most part, you're suggesting there's a there's some there's some merit here. Well, I think there's some merit there in that it's. Uh, I, I, I think to a certain degree, it it, it trades on uh, stereotypes for, for for you know to to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, I think that. Um, that there are a number of uh, illustrators who have had bad experiences with agents or with agencies and representation. When they discuss that, it's sort of, you know, it didn't work out, whatever. Um, I just think that it's sometimes difficult to be an agent and you, you're, you're in a difficult position sometimes in terms of advising or right. suggesting or declining or, you know, you know, you know, sometimes you have to make those decisions and not all illustrators are going to be happy about that. Um, and then there's the aspect of, um, well, I don't need an agent, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, I can, I can do this by myself. What, mm -hmm. what do I need an agent for? They're you know, paying, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm fully on board with the fact that that not every illustrator needs an agent. I, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to, 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 to think that and, yeah. and agree with that. That just, it's it not right for them or mm -hmm. they're happy, you know, negotiating contract, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and God bless them. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there's a certain, you know, strata of those artists that that might sort of recoil or or whatever from from dealing with an agent because of that sort of reputation right. that that maybe um, you know that, that that they're well whatever I'll leave it yeah, at that a touch unfair yeah mm. yeah um, my big my big gripe on with with agents you excluded although I don't really like the eighty percent I prefer a hundred percent but you know. <laughs> Life is life and, it's, yeah. you know, it's not perfect. So um, my my biggest gripe is just, again, just when you have enough conversations with illustrators, you do see patterns and the main pattern, and I mean the biggest one when, when it comes to agents, is their fucking unprofessionalism when it comes to emailing illustrators back. It is mm. mind-blowing how many conversations I've had where people are like, oh, yeah, no, I submitted to an agent and uh, never never heard back. 
I've heard that wow. sentence hundreds yeah. of times. And yeah. I've said this, I said this t- 10 years ago, 20 years ago when I was at SNS at Penguin. I yeah. saw it then and I definitely see it now. I, I, yeah. I just think agents collectively, I shall ex- exclude you, sir, uh, <laughs> but agents collectively have been over the past 30 years burning goodwill equity with the illustration community at like at an alarming degree and it's going to backfire somehow it's gonna something it it, it can't keep going this way it can't yeah it, it's just crazy making and I, I i can't see it continuing the way it's continuing something's gonna break yeah that's interesting i i uh i don't know i mean what i'm not sure what's going to to break as you as you say I, i'm not sure what how you how you characterize that um like I, illustrators I, yeah, I mean, will collectively at some point on mass abandon abandon the idea of having an agent hmm. like how much I mean, more possible. how much more abuse yeah. can any community take yeah that's possible i i I'm, I, I am prone I, to being I, I, hyperbolic sir yeah. Very. I'm Italian, so you know. Yeah. No. No. I, I, I'll, I'll eat a slice um, of like three day old pizza and be like, "This is the best fucking pizza I've ever had in my life." So. Well, all right. Looking at through that prism, then uh, I, I would say that uh, getting back to the email thing, just just so I'm, I clarify my, myself here, and and actually this is a point of interest that, that I should have tacked on to mm-hmm. to my initial response was that it's very easy to tell when I get an email that's like a blind email that's been sent to every agent right. in the city. Uh, and it's not even addressed to me. It's just, you know, just someone pressing a, a, a hitting the send button and it's going to, you know, 85 agents. Um, I'm really not likely to respond to that. Fair. Um, uh, th- that that's not what I'm, if, it, if it's addressed to me personally and I can tell that it has a, a personal uh, direct connection to me that's mm-hmm. it's been sent to me then i will respond likewise in kind to that email very fair yeah i once, I mean, every, I, once every now and then i go off i go off on a little bit of a rant no, here that's, but, that's, yeah that's that's fine you're, you're very you're, fair we're all allowed that <laughs> <laughs> um so i just noticed the time and uh you know there are some illustrators listening who um maybe they're panicking maybe they're not but what would you like to say to them directly? What one last piece of advice would you like to share? Cool. That's a that's a big that's a big question. Um, I'm 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 known to be a little pessimistic about the business. Um, just sort of jumping onto the back of, of your rant a little bit about <laughs> agents, and uh, um, I, I, you know I, I find it very difficult these days and when i say these days i'm i'm meaning probably the last 10 years really um to be super enthusiastic about encouraging illustrators to get into the business i i i you know i just i think it's such a tough business to to find success in it's not unlike many other of the creative commercial endeavors that people get into the arts um there's such a small percentage of people who are successful and who can make a decent living at it. It, it, That's, I mean, I don't know what the surveys are saying and the, the, whatever, but I I know that from my own agencies Mm -hmm. that I work with, that, 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 that is the case. 
Um, and that being the case, it makes it extremely difficult to be uber enthusiastic about, yeah, come on into the business. There's plenty of work here for, there's not. And, and for an illustrator who wants to get into any, any of the businesses that I'm in and the markets that I'm in, you've just got to work it. You've just got to work your craft and you've got to make it to be as good as it can be. You've got to be able to take some criticism I take it well and you know you got to get criticism from professionals but even non-professionals just mm -hmm. your family whatever when people are responding positively to your work and you you trust their response and you feel it you feel you're onto something then keep working it keep working that portfolio keep taking out shit out of your portfolio that's been there for six years you know just it's gone you know, keep it to current pieces, pieces that you that you really like and you, you've had a good response to and just keep working it. You know, I mean, uh, uh, that's the single piece of advice I would give is if, if you really want to be successful in, in our business, a very competitive business, then you're going to have to knuckle down and do the work and really kind of spend time. I mean, we all know that as you keep doing stuff, you get better at it, you get better at it, no matter what it is. Um, so I would sort of recommend that as, as the sort of a, the starting point of any of any career in illustration. To learn more about Alan's agency, visit alanlynchartists.com. If you enjoyed our conversation, please share it with your friends, follow the podcast, and provide a positive rating and review. Become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash illustration D-E-P-T. In return, you will receive our soft enamel pin, a reusable discount code for 10% off, and access to patron-only episodes that we call Extra Credit. This podcast is produced by the Illustration Department, a global leader in online education for illustrators. Visit illustrationdept.com for class offerings, testimonials, the alumni showcase, the podcast show notes, our forum, the bookshop, and more. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.